Hello, and welcome to The Goldmine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. Hi, I'm Josh Brown, and this is What Changed for Now and What's Changed Forever. My wife and I have this sort of low-boil, ongoing debate about what's changed temporarily and what's changed permanently for the rest of our lives as a result of the pandemic. She tends to think more in terms of things going back to normal than I do, and I did back to normal in air quotes. I don't think there is a normal for the world right now, and whatever our normal turns out to be won't be apparent to us for years. It will take time for the realization to set in that 2020 truly marked the end of a way of life we've known our whole lives. This doesn't mean the new way of life will be worse. It may even be better, clean and hygienic. Either way, it will not be the same. On the economic and investment side, the quants at B of A are thinking that way too. According to a new piece, over 60% of the analysts at Bank of America covering stocks see rising prices in their respective coverage universe. One of B of A's top strategists, Michael Hartnett, is talking about 2020 being the secular bottom for rates and inflation. And now here's Savita Subramanian and Jill Hall talking about what's changed in the big picture. Quote, our U.S. regime indicator has shifted to mid-cycle, a phase where inflation is typically the strongest. In this phase, small caps in value have typically outperformed large caps in growth, further supported by the profits recovery and economic rebound we expect this year. Small caps and value stocks were also some of the best performing assets during the inflationary period of the late 60s, and small caps historically have benefited more from U.S. CapEx cycles, which our work suggests are highly correlated with commodity inflation. Meanwhile, after years of low inflation and oligopolistic trends within the equity market, in which larger companies have continued to take share, contributing to peak income and wealth inequality and suppressing wages in recent decades, this could finally be reversing given pro-small business sentiment and a focus on social income equality by the Biden administration, along with potential regulation and anti-monopolistic sentiment in areas like big tech. Okay, back to me. A year ago, it felt inevitable that the large technology monopolists would continue to see their market caps grow and their market dominance increase. This outcome doesn't feel quite so inevitable now, and investors are certainly not voting that way with their dollars anymore. It took a pandemic and that pandemic's aftermath to change this narrative, and a whole lot of fiscal stimulus and monetary stimulus too. But here we are at the big fat middle part of an economic expansion with rising prices, capex growth, increasing demand for skilled labor, and a massive generational infrastructure bill on the way. Get used to rising prices for goods and services, as well as the cost of capital not being free anymore. Now it's a horse race. For more of my insights, you can always check out thereformbroker.com. I'm Josh Brown. Have a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today. Solid.